Hi, I'm Tara DeVore, parent advocate, teacher, and member of the training corps at the University of Missouri's Thompson Center. Welcome to Supporting the Spectrum podcast. I'm here to bring you the most up-to-date information on research, services, and supports for autism. Join me to develop a greater understanding of autism and ways to support the neurodivergent community. This is Supporting the Spectrum. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Supporting the Spectrum. I'm your host, Tara DeVore. The holiday season is here, and there's so much going on. As the mother of a young autistic child, the holiday season has always been stressful for me, as I know it is for many others. I always worried about the uncertainty of how my son would react to the change in routine and visiting with lots of family and friends. When you add in all the presents, twinkling lights, and sugar from holiday treats, it's understandable why anyone would feel overstimulated and overwhelmed. Today, board-certified behavior analyst Courtney Fish is joining us to provide some suggestions on how to support our neurodivergent children through the holiday season. Welcome, Courtney. Hey, Tara. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back. We're excited to have you back. So to switch it up a little bit this time, since you've been here already once, Yes. I'm not going to ask you about your favorite pizza. Okay. Instead, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite holiday treat? This is a hard one. I thought long and hard about this in preparation for today. I would have to say if we're going like store-bought, it's Reese's holiday trees. Any kind of like Reese's holiday you know, cups are the best. And then if we're thinking homemade, my mom makes really good rolls. That was my grandma's recipe. And so that's a traditional thing that we eat every Like homemade rolls? Yeah. They're so good. I want one right now, but I ate them all for Thanksgiving. Can you tell me a little bit about your role here at the Thompson Center? Yes. Like you said, I'm a board certified behavior analyst and I'm also the manager of our training corps. So I get to work with parents and different professionals, education professionals, and other BCBAs, medical professionals, and we do trainings, obviously, um, on a variety of topics, and I I love being able to work with individuals and face-to-face and give them information on how to best support people with autism. Yeah, we do a lot here in the training corps, and it's, it's amazing some of the work that we get to do. Yeah. With the holidays approaching, it can be a really stressful time for all families. Can you tell us why the holiday season can be difficult for neurodivergent individuals specifically? Absolutely. So I loved how you talked about the worry that you feel, how your son's going to react to the changes. And I think everyone feels that, right? Like parents in general, we feel that about our kids, but it can be especially tricky for our neurodivergent individuals because the season is so overwhelming. There are, first of all, lots of changes in routines. So schools have quite a long break, which can be hard, especially if you have a child who tends to be more rule bound and routine driven. Then you throw in traveling, visiting with family and friends, some of which your kid might have never met before or or they don't see very frequently so it's almost like a stranger every time they see them there's lots of decorations loud music in stores lots to look at it can just be overwhelming from a sensory standpoint and then not to mention the social expectations that come with holidays everything from receiving gifts to eating holiday foods it's just a huge change from normal every day-to-day life There are a lot of changes that happen during holidays. And even, like you said, even for parents of typically developing kids, it can be a lot. Yeah. So how can caregivers help prepare their children for the holiday festivities and changes to their routines? 
So just like I talked about in the Halloween episode, I think we have to really start with adjusting our expectations. So as parents, we have to adjust our expectations. And then you're, if you're a family member or a friend of someone who's neurodivergent, adjusting your expectations as well. Um, I think also using things like social narratives can be really helpful. If you Google social narrative visiting family or social narrative unwrapping gifts, they're out there. You don't feel like you have to create them from scratch, but they can be really helpful in showing kids and telling them what's going to happen during this time it gives them prediction but then it also validates their feelings so it will say like today I'm going to grandma's house it's okay if I feel overwhelmed when I feel overwhelmed I can and then it will talk about behavior so not only does it help with prediction and that change of routine but it really lets them know like how you're feeling is okay and it's okay to feel that way and these are some appropriate things that you can do when you're feeling scared or overwhelmed or sad or frustrated. Yeah, and it's so important to validate those feelings because you know we don't want our kids to think that what they're feeling is wrong. And so by really just like telling them it's okay that you feel this way is really important. I like how you said to maybe not lower, but like set your expectations in a reasonable place. Yes. And know that it might not be as perfect as what you're dreaming in your head, but it can still be beautiful and good. And I know my husband and I have talked about this specific thing with our son he does really good right now because he's so small, but we've talked about, you know, in the future when holidays do get to be more overwhelming, we might have to ask our family to come to our house so then he could go into his room and kind of be away, but in his space. For sure. And that's an, another great tip. If you can have people come to you, you can practice those routines and expectations. So practice what it looks like when people come to your house. Practice, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed, you can go to your room. You can ask for a break. Um, social scripts for older kids can be really helpful, too, of what to say. So everything from saying thank you or holiday greetings or what to do if you don't want to do something. Anytime you can practice that ahead of time or give kids exactly what they should say or do in a situation can help cut down on some anxiety that a lot of our kids feel. Also offering comfort items, making sure that if you're traveling, they still have things around them that are comforting to them and that remind them of home. And then teaching those self-advocacy skills and boundary setting, which I know we'll talk about here in a second. In thinking about how we can support our other family members, how can caregivers help other family members support the neurodivergent child during the holiday season? Yeah, so again, making sure that we adjust our expectations and sometimes adjusting our expectations mean that they have great intentions, but sometimes family members just don't get it and that's okay. I get asked from parents a lot of the times like, I have an aunt who says like they don't know what autism is or my kid doesn't look like they have autism. All of these myths that I know we've talked about, like there's not one set of autism, right? Like there's not, autism isn't just one thing or one behavior. And so that can be really hard sometimes for family members to understand. And I think being okay with recognizing that there are just going to be some family members who don't understand what it is or what it looks like for your family and you ultimately know your child best and you have to do what's best for your family. So I think explaining the differences that family members might see. So maybe your child wears headphones when things get too loud because they feel overwhelmed. Or maybe they might see that they're sitting away from other people and letting them know like they're not being disrespectful or trying to be rude, but that's just they feel more comfortable sitting off away from all of the people. Maybe they won't say thank you after getting a gift. And again, it's not that they're not grateful for the gift, but a lot of kids don't say thank you, right? And so again, 
and adjusting our expectations for that. I think letting people know that you might see an increase in challenging behavior. I know during the holidays, like I tend to get a little more snippy than I, you know, usually am, or I might yell at my kids or be really stressed out. And so that's normal for all of us, but especially for our neurodivergent kids. And then I think another thing you can do is asking family members, like, do you have a quiet space in their house? If if my child feels overwhelmed, do you have a space that they can go so they can relax and hang out? And also let them know there might be times where you just need to leave early. You're going to have to leave an event early or leave their house early and let them know, like, thank you for the invite. Thank you for having us. And we loved being here, but it's time to go. Absolutely. So if you are a family member at an event and you have questions about the way a child is behaving or something that they're doing, feel free to ask. I know as a parent, I would much prefer for someone to ask rather than just not understanding why my son's doing something the way he is. And don't feel like you're being rude by asking questions because the way that we learn more about autism and about how people do things is by asking questions. That's such a great tip. You know, sometimes people are afraid to ask because they feel like they're being rude or that they should know it or that you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. But I think it shows like, oh, you're trying to support me and my family. So yeah, I really, I really love that advice too. Okay. Our next topic is on boundaries and boundaries are a really hot topic for everyone during the holidays. So why is it important to set boundaries during the holidays for family members and your child? Yeah, so Brene Brown has, I love the way that she talks about boundaries. She says healthy boundaries are simply our list of what's okay and what's not okay. And I love that because ultimately you know what's best for your child. And a lot of times as our kids get older too, they know what's best for themselves. And that's why teaching that self-advocacy piece is so important. We know that holidays can be more stressful. And so by setting those boundaries, it helps make sure that the holidays stay something that's like fun and enjoyable and not this thing that becomes so overwhelming that we start to dread it. So boundaries, not only for family members and ourselves, but for our kids, they really show that, you know, when someone follows our boundaries, they're essentially saying like, I respect you and what you've decided. And whether that's something simple as like, we're setting the boundary of don't make my child give you a hug because they don't feel comfortable doing that. Or sometimes boundary setting is saying like, we need to leave or it's time to leave or not visiting people who don't understand what autism is and aren't supportive. It can look different in a lot of ways in different situations, but I think setting those are are so important to help keep the holiday stress-free and then also let other people know what you need during this season. Yeah, it is so important to set those boundaries and to make sure that people understand what your boundaries are during the holidays. So I know you shared some examples of some different boundary settings, but can you give us an example of how one might set boundaries during the holiday season? Yeah, so I think there's lots of examples of boundary setting. One of the ones that I think of the most is just the ability to decline an event because you know going in it will be too overwhelming for your child. Or let's say you have a family member who lives six hours away and car rides are something that's very challenging for your child. The freedom to say, I can't do this or this wouldn't be the best thing for our family at the time. Thank you so much for that invitation. It's so lovely. Um, Like you mentioned earlier, inviting people, you are more than welcome to come to us. We would love to host you. But I think just giving yourself permission to say no can be a huge boundary that we can all set. It can be 
there's lots of events and activities that we get invited to and trying to force your child into a situation where you know that's just not going to be successful that's just setting ourselves up for failure so we want to make sure that it's great to try new things but if you know like this is just not going to work it's going to create more stress my child's going to be unhappy and therefore I'm going to be unhappy than just giving yourself permission to decline events or gatherings yes and it can be so hard Yes, because you feel so much guilt when you do say no, but just know that it is okay and that no is a complete sentence and you don't have to give any explanation if you don't feel like you need to, but it can be really hard during the holidays because there are so many expectations. So give yourself some grace with that too. For sure. Once you start saying no to it gets easier the more times Mm -hmm. that you do it and it just becomes something that you do and you say no, thanks for the invite and you move on and just keep practicing that. So we've been talking about families and caregivers and how they can support their child during the holidays, but how can members of the community support families and neurodivergent children this holiday season? Yeah, so you just mentioned my favorite thing, which is giving grace to people. You never know what people are going through. You know, whether it's a a kid is having a tantrum in the grocery store or a kid is unwrapping gifts and they're not saying thank you, just... You never know what's going on behind the scenes. So giving grace to people, especially when you're out in public at an event or even just at the grocery store, if you see someone struggling, ask if there's anything that you can do. Like, hey, can I put your groceries on the conveyor belt for you? Or smiling and making faces at a kid in line that's having a hard time. A smile to another parent who's really struggling. Those things go a long way and let families know, like, we're all in this together. We all know how hard it can be. I think being proactive, so like we said, setting those boundaries, giving your child those expectations ahead of time, letting them know what's going to happen, adjusting those expectations. And then I think community members and even businesses hosting things like all ability events. So for instance, the Thompson Center is having their Meet the Santa event, short plug, December 9th and 10th at 4.30 here at the Thompson Center. Um, So things like that, that tend to be overwhelming, visiting Santa, going to look at holiday lights. Uh, Anytime you can make those ability friendly where maybe the, the sounds are less or the weights are less, that can be really helpful for families and let them participate in those events, but alleviate some of the barriers that sometimes are families feel. Yes, that's great. And one community event that we are very lucky to have here in Columbia is through Veterans United. They do their holiday light drive-through. And with Boone County Family Resources, they're offering a night for BCFR families to reserve time. So that way they're not having to wait hours in line to see the lights and those kids can still participate in that event, which is so cool that they're offering that. Yeah, that is so neat. And I love it from a business standpoint. You know, that doesn't really require anything extra of them, right? It's just setting aside a specific time for individuals who are neurodivergent. But to families, not having to wait in hours worth of lines really means a lot to them and their kids. So yeah, I'm really excited to to see how that event goes. Yeah, it means the world because the first year that we went, we almost had to turn around, but we went last year and it was the best thing that Luca ever saw. Yes, that's so exciting. So now we're going to talk about our bah humbugs, which are challenging situations that families might tackle during the holiday season. Our first bah humbug, holiday food is delicious, but my child will only eat one specific brand of macaroni and cheese. What can we do for the holiday meals we will be attending? Yeah, this is a a hard one. So eating can be challenging for our neurodivergent 
children at any time, not just holidays. And I know lots of parents address that and are working on increasing the variety of foods that their child eats. But I want to just encourage you to think about what the goal of the holiday meal is, right? It's typically to bring people together, to be something that's enjoyable. And so I wouldn't recommend, you know, tackling food aversions during the holiday dinner. I think pick your battles, uh, and it might not be worth the fight and ruining the holiday over Kraft mac and cheese versus Velveeta. So um, I think letting guests know ahead of time, like, hey, my kid is a pretty picky eater, and, you know, don't be offended if they only eat the mac and cheese. Sometimes it can be helpful to bring foods that you know your child will eat. Like, just bring your your own meals. Um, I know at Thanksgiving, like, one of my kids ate, like, half his plate was mashed potatoes, and, and then rolls was the other half, and it wasn't worth the fight to get him to eat fruits and vegetables or, or whatever. So I think pick your battles, let guests know that, you know, not to be offended if the food doesn't get eaten, and then bring some favorite things that you know your kid will eat so that they're not hungry while you're participating in, in the meal. That is great advice. Don't fight what they want to eat and just let them enjoy it. It's the holidays. We're all eating what we like. Yes. Just let them have what they like too. And mac and cheese is delicious. I would eat that all the time if I could. Yeah. (laughs) Our next bah humbug. Last year, my child was very upset during a family celebration. They were laying on the floor crying and were very overwhelmed. Everyone was staring at them and I know my child was uncomfortable. How can I help if this happens again? Yeah, so I think using some of the strategies that we mentioned before, so setting those boundaries, having a plan for what's going to happen, if what you're going to do if this does happen, if your child's feeling overwhelmed, helping them, working with them on requesting a break or letting you know when they're feeling overwhelmed before it gets to the point where they're laying on the floor crying. I think doing those social narratives and providing prediction of this is what's going to happen during that time. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you can, and then give choices. And then ultimately know that if you see this pattern continue to happen every holiday or every time you're with this group of people, then maybe setting a time limit, you're going to stay for an hour and then leave before it gets to the point that your child has a meltdown or again, you know, declining an invitation, but doing what works for you and putting some of those strategies that we talked about earlier in place. Yeah. And those were some really helpful strategies and just knowing that, yeah, you can leave before it gets to that point. For sure. Our last fa humbug. Last year, my child opened one present and then they wanted to play with the gift and open nothing else. I knew other family members want to see them open their gifts. What can I do if this happens? Yeah, so first of all, this is a total kid thing. I feel like all kids do this. They open a present, especially with something they've really, really wanted, and then their eyes are set on that, and they don't really care about the other gifts. So just know that this is a completely typical thing. Let other adults know. Again, they're not ungrateful. Thank you so much for the presents, but you might see this happen, and then that's okay. And then one of my favorite tips I love is just saying, like, we're going to take the rest of the gifts home with us, and then if you can, take pictures or videos and then send them to the family members that gifted. Um, it takes the pressure off of, you know, I hate opening gifts in front of other people because there's this expectation of how you're supposed to react and the reaction they're expecting. So allowing your kid to open the gifts in the privacy of their own home and taking those videos and sharing that, that can be a really great way for the family members to still participate and, and see their reaction, but take that pressure off of your child of having all eyes on them or, or having to open all the presents at one time. Yes, that is such a struggle. I struggled with that last year because I wanted all of the presents to be opened like was expected. And after fighting through like five presents, I was like, 
okay, we're taking the rest home. Yes, yeah. I also love this tip for birthday parties too for kids. We enjoy the party and our company while it's there, and then we wait and do gifts afterwards because, again, that's also an overwhelming time, and so the same principles apply there. Your kids can enjoy them more and and feel less pressure if you wait for the unwrapping. To close out our episode for today, Courtney, is there anything that I should have asked you but I didn't? I don't think so. I think we talked a lot about some of the differences that we might see in the holiday. And I think it's just going back to remembering what the holidays are all about, spending time with people that you love, getting to make new memories, whatever that looks like for your family, setting new traditions, and just remembering the reason for the season, and that's to be with the people that we love. So any ways that we can help reduce the stress and readjust our expectations around this time can help ensure that everybody has an enjoyable holiday season. That is great advice. And lastly, what is your favorite holiday activity? Well, there are so many that I love. I know I don't love putting the tree up. I know it's only once a year, but I like dread it every year. And it's, ugh, I know I'm not alone on that, but that that's a tricky one. I think my favorite holiday activity is driving around to look at Christmas lights, putting my kids in June. Yes, it's such a good one. And uh, a little tip. So we talked about how sometimes like, car rides can be difficult with neurodivergent kids we actually have in our town a facebook group where someone has compiled the best lights and they've put them in order that you can drive to them with a map so it cuts down like time that you're in the car and you get to see the best thing so wherever you live you might check facebook and see if there's a similar group where somebody's kind of created a path to help you view the most lights but that's definitely my favorite holiday activity i need to find this map yes i'll send you the link it's life-changing Awesome. Yeah. We love driving around looking at Christmas Yeah, lights. so fun. Yep. And the kids love to go through Starbucks and get oh. their hot chocolate before. Yes. Yes, that's a great tip. Well, thank you, Courtney, for joining us today. You shared some really great tips to help make the holiday season less stressful. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Supporting the Spectrum. Join me in two weeks for a new episode. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. Thank you for supporting the spectrum. Santa Claus is coming to the Thompson Center on December 9th and 10th. Call now to schedule a free 10 to 15 minute private visit with Santa. You'll receive photos from your visit electronically for you to save and print. Sessions are open to children of all ages with autism or other neurodevelopmental condition and their families. Sessions are limited. Call 573-882-6092 to reserve your spot today. Happy holidays. Well, I'm going to the moon for Christmas. Gonna spend Christmas on the moon In a rocket ship built for three It's just me, my honey, and a Christmas tree I'm gonna spend a Christmas on the moon Tree in the middle of the sea
Yeah.